Uh, playing with Anki is one of the best players in the world, and I uh, just go to the net and put my on the ice, and it, uh, it makes it really easy. This is episode nine of the Vanderson Canucks podcast. My name is Eagle Anderson, and I'm joined by Mason, my brother and co-host. How are you doing, big dog? I'm doing okay. A little bit, si- little, little bit sick, but doing okay. You sipping on some tea there? You got some soup cooked up? What do you got going? Uh, some carrot juice and turmeric and water. Good man. Uh, so it is Saturday, February 3rd. The All-Star game is currently going on. You were just watching that. Team Hughes with most of the Canucks on it. They just got cooked. Dang it. Well, we're still doing uh, the All-Star special this week. I got a, a fun little segment plan. So we're going to we're gonna run through. We got the forgotten one. Uh, the guy I picked this week kind of ties into the recent trade. Then after that, we're going to talk about that Lindholm trade. We did an emergency podcast during the week, but we're going to see what we're thinking a few days removed. And then we're going to go over the All-Star weekend. We're going to play a little Do You Know Your Canucks All-Stars game that I came up with. I'm going to quiz you, see if you really are the Canucks savant. And then we're going to close it out by looking at Canucks games for the upcoming week. Any uh, Anything you want to pop in there with before we get started? As always, no. <laughs> okay. So first, this forgotten one. He played for two NHL teams during his entire career. He's now... 29 years old, and he's playing in the German League. But he spent time with two NHL teams, one of them being the Vancouver Canucks, the other being the Calgary Flames. He was traded from Vancouver to Calgary, just like some of the guys this weekend. As always, interrupt me at any time. Uh, Is it Hunter? I have a guess. (laughs) Yeah. Is it Hunter Hunter Shinkarek? How'd you come up with that? Well, when you you said it was tied into this trade, I was just thinking Calgary Canucks trades, and I was thinking – this guy's going to pick Hunter Shinkarek or Marcus Granlin. <laughs> pick Hunter Shinkarek because he shares the first name of uh, Hunter Brisnevich, who got traded. Okay. And he got, he's a Canucks prospect who got traded to Calgary. You're, uh, you're a crazy guy. I shouldn't have gave you any hints. What do you remember about my guy, Hunter Shinkarek? Uh, I remember when the Canucks took him. They had two first round picks, picks the year they took him, I think. Right? Mm-hmm. Did they have. Uh... In 2013, they picked Horvat ninth overall, and they picked Shinkarek okay. 24th overall. Yeah, it was Shinkarek. Yeah, I remember uh, at the time, people were saying he slipped in the draft. He should have went in like the mid-teens or something like that. I think he was pretty uh, productive. He played for, I think he played for Medicine Hat Tigers, and he put up some pretty good point totals. And then, uh, for whatever reason, he just never really panned out, and they ended up trading him for Marcus Granlund. Yeah, so he was the man. In 2011-12, that would have been his... Uh, his second year with the Tigers, he played with Emerson Edom. I think he's like 16, 17 years old, and he put up 91 points with Edom, mm-hmm. 49 goals. He was off the hook. Next year, Edom left because he got uh, playing pro hockey, and then he went down a little bit, 86 points, 37 goals in 64 games. Canucks drafted him that offseason. Then the following year, he only played 18, uh, 18 games in the WHL, less than a point per game, only 16 points. Played uh, – Played the next season with the Utica Comets. It was his first taste of pro hockey. 31 points, 74 games. Then the year after, he looked good. Almost a point per game in the AHL. Canucks called him up for one game. Yeah. Goals, no assists. <clears throat> Dealt him to Calgary for Marcus Granlund. What was your uh, what was your reaction to that trade when that happened back in? Uh, at the time, I didn't like it because I didn't know who Marcus Granlund was. And Shinkarik was one of our few high-end prospects at the time. And I think Granlin was like a second round pick or something. He's a little bit older. 
And I was thinking, why the hell are we tra- trading one of our top prospects for a older, worse prospect? But it ended up working out. Shakarik barely played any time with Calgary. I think and Granlin had that one 19 goal year with the Canucks. So I guess it I guess it was a win in a way. Damn straight. That was a Jim Benning masterclass. Shinkirk only played 14 games with the Flames <laughs> over two seasons, put up four points, and then Granlin, absolute steal, played with Sadines, had a couple good seasons with the Canucks there. So that was a, a good one by my man, Jim Benning. And yeah. then we got, uh, yeah, so he played with Calgary, parts of two seasons, only 14 games, right? And then 17-18, they kept him in the AHL the whole year. Then he went to Laval Rocket, which is Montreal's farm team first season. Went to Carolina's farm team for part of the season and then left to the KHL in 2019-20. He played there for parts of four seasons, spent a little time in the Swedish League. This year he's playing his first year in Germany, 12 points oh, yeah. in 24 games. Favorite uh, Shinkarik memory? Favorite Shinkarik memory? I have none. <laughs> I, don't have a, I don't have a favorite Shinkarik memory. Hey, well, do you oh, think he- I actually, my one Shinkarik memory. I went to a ho- my first hockey game I ever went to uh in vancouver uh some old guy was sitting below me and he was talking to his friend about ah one of our good prospects we got i can't remember his damn name though and then he looked up to me and said what's that guy's name and i said shinkarik that's the one he said and that's my best hunter shinkarik memory nice did the canucks end up winning that game no dang it all right <laughs> moving on the lindholm trade uh it's been a couple days now what uh what do we think about it? You're still happy, you're still stoked on it? Yeah, I'm still pretty pretty stoked on it. Um they gave up quite a bit, but he's the on paper, he's the perfect fit out of anyone out there for the Canucks. He checks literally every box you could imagine for them on paper. And even though they gave up a lot of assets, they kept their best prospects and all their pro prospects as well that are close to, to be close to making the team. So I think it's a win for the Canucks. Win for the Flames too, but I think it's a, a really good trade for the Canucks. Yeah, hopefully he uh, hopefully he plays good. I I feel like he's going to make a big difference. And they're already tops in the league without the guy. Add him in there as long as he doesn't throw off the chemistry. I uh, I think that'd be gnarly. Did you see the Sean Monahan trade? That was yesterday, I think. Yeah, they got a first round pick for him, eh? Canucks set the tone. They came out early. They got Lindholm. Winnipeg was in on Lindholm. They didn't get him, so they had to pay the kitchen sink for Monaghan. They trade a first and a third for him. And Lindholm yeah. is significantly better. Yeah, I, th- I think the condition on the third was they only get the third if they win the Stanley Cup, I think. I think. <laughs> so we'll see. But yeah, that is good because um, what is Monaghan, was he the, maybe the second or third best center out there, him or Henrique? So that's a huge drop-off if you're looking for a centerman. I know a lot of teams are looking for centermen out there this year. So that was a big pickup by the Canucks. Yeah, they got in there early, and they did. Like, they gave up quite a bit, but I'd rather them throw in Kuzmenko in a prospect rather than – or throw in Kuzmenko in a prospect and get get a guy like Lindholm rather than friggin' Monaghan. Good work by mm-hmm. Montreal, too. They they got a first-rounder when they yeah. came to take him on. They had him for parts of two seasons and then swapped him and got a first-rounder back. Damn good work. Yeah, real good work. Good for Monaghan, too. His career looked like it was almost over with all his injuries and stuff. When they when Calgary traded traded him, looked like yeah. he was pretty much at the end of his uh, rope. But then, yeah, he's playing pretty good. Yeah, he'll have a chance to. Uh... Yeah, good for him. Canucks and the Jets haven't played yet this year, right? I guess they haven't. Eh? No. Yeah, hmm. those would be some games to watch. A little preview yeah. of the conference finals. <laughs> um, 
Continuing on, so Alvin, Patrick Alvin, GM, got extended for three years following the Rutherford extension. Do you yeah. uh, do you like that move? Yeah. Earn, it's, uh, Rutherford also got three years, right? So they match up? Yeah. Yeah, good. Earn for both of them. They're tops in the league right now. A lot of, what, a lot of small, solid moves. What What do you think is the best uh, Alvin move of his era so far? The best thing he's Alvin's done? Maybe the Rick Tockett hire, I guess? Because they were getting a little bit of flack for it at the time with how they handled Boudreaux and everyone loved Boudreaux and stuff. But yeah, probably the Rick Tockett hire. And what was your uh, what's your least favorite move they made? Uh, least favorite move. I didn't like how they handled the Boudreaux situation. They kind of <laughs> threw him under the bus that whole summer too when they wouldn't extend him and stuff. Um, yeah, they haven't really made too many poor moves. A lot of minor... Uh, just solid moves that are all adding up now. Like the Lafferty trade when they traded a fifth, they're getting a little bit of flack for that at the time too. People are saying, why are you giving up a, a draft pick at all for a guy who's going to get put on waivers? And then Lafferty's played awesome. Um, when they signed Dakota Joshua, when no one really knew who he was, he's playing awesome. Um, even signing a guy like Ian Cole in the offseason to a one-year deal, he's played really solid for him. Just the Zadorov trade, that was... Uh, Really opportunistic by them too. They didn't give up a lot. Just a lot of small trades that are all adding up, you know. Respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really like the uh, the one that got me that I thought I was gonna hate was the Ronick trade when they made that. I, oh oh yeah, yeah. What are they doing? But that's turned out to be an absolute steal so far. Anyways, mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it looks five years down the line when uh, Axel Sandine Pelica is in the league and. <laughs> see if Ronick's still there but so far that trade's worked out great yeah because there's like no if you look at the market there's like no right shot defenseman that people even trade right so that's yeah it's pretty opportunistic move by them too damn straight and they're, um, they're getting a lot for all these moves too they're getting a lot of flack at the time but then as it goes on it works out so good for yeah. them for sticking with it now they're tops in the league baby um all-star game it's all-star mm-hmm. weekend Team Hughes, they ended up with Rick Tockett as the coach. They ended up with Patterson, Miller, Besser, Damco, no Elias Lindholm, though. They decided not to draft him. What's your thoughts on their team? They ended up losing in the in the first round, I guess. It's a little mini tournament. Uh, I watched part of the draft, but it was pretty cringy. So I turned it off. I wasn't really liking it. And then uh, I did watch the first two games today, but then when Team Hughes got eliminated, I switched it to the UFC fights. You thought the draft was cringy. Uh, it was just kind of a weird setup. They had like four little podiums on the ice and all the players sitting down in chairs. There's like two hosts on the ice. And you could hear overhear some of the players talking on their mics and everything was like, everyone was like talking over each other on the thing. It was just kind of weird. I thought that being it hilarious. Yeah, it was kind of funny too. Boobless was on mushrooms or whatever. Justin Bieber was being weird. He was sitting down the whole time. It was just, the whole thing was kind of kind of weird. It it definitely wasn't uh, 2011 or 2012 whenever they had Ovechkin there filming with his camera. But I thought it was fun. And next year, I hope they uh, they tighten up a bit of the production stuff. Keep the keep the draft there. Drafts always fun. Yeah, just make some tweaks to it though. The actual skills comp was pretty good. McDavid won the million dollars. Mm-hmm. I missed the end because I had basketball, but um, yeah, good, way better than. I didn't even watch it the last couple of years with all their, it was so bad. It was pretty good. Pretty not bad this year. Pretty not bad. 
Yeah, it's fun. Did you see the viral clip of Demko snubbing Jeremy Swayman on the hub hug? I did see that. Yeah. What do you think of that? <laughs> I don't know. Demko seems like a bit of a prick <laughs> in general. Uh, you think he snubbed him? He didn't, he didn't even make eye contact with him. I, I don't, don't know. know. I hope he snubbed him though. Screw Boston. Yeah. Eyes on the prize, baby. <laughs> yeah. As a fan. Uh, yeah, I watched the the game too. Brock and JT, they're on ice for three of the goals. They cost the team Hughes the the win. What do you think about that? And JT also missed it. He had the shootout opportunity to tie. He got it. poke checked. Yeah. He got poke checked. Yeah. Brock, I didn't, uh... Brock and JT, do they deserve to be all stars? Well, with the seasons they've had, they do, but they were probably their two worst players. Besser had like four or five turnovers. They ended up breakaways. Yeah, it wasn't their best performance. No, that uh, Kucherov, Canucks got to get Kucherov to play with Pedersen. Holy moly. And also, Victorano looked good. He had a couple goals. <laughs> the Canucks still need another top six. Got yeah. Seven. Yeah, okay. why not, eh? Bring him in. Yeah, seven don't, all-stars. Sign don't, me got up. A lot of, don't got a lot of cap, but they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Um, okay, we're going to do a little Canucks all-star minigame. Anything you wanted to uh, add? About the All-Star weekend that you thought was cool? Uh, no. Nope. It was okay. Yes. It was fine. It was better than years past. Damn straight. So we're going to go through the uh, through the list. And I'm going to name it here. I'm going to tell you how many players made the team. You're going to try and recall, use your Canucks knowledge, and see if you can guess who these players are. So this year, they had the most ever. They had six players, one coach for a total of seven people. Absolutely insane. Last year, 2023, they had two players, technically two players. <laughs> uh, who are they? Both forwards. It was Petey and uh, Bo Horvat, right? Yeah, but Horvat, he was traded the Islanders, but still counts. Yep. Year prior, 2022, who's their all-star? 2022? How many did they have? They just had one. This is the dark yeah. days. Uh, was it was it Petey? Oh, was it? It wasn't Besser. It was his uh, first first All Star appearance. Quinn. Oh, uh, Demko. Demko. Demko's their twenty two All Star. Can't remember. <laughs> tough season. Twenty twenty, yeah. they had three All Stars. One of the players ended up being injured, so they replaced him. But they did have three All Stars, which is pretty nuts. Do you remember that year, twenty twenty? So when they made the playoffs, I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember any of these. Uh, let me do it here. Petey? Uh, yep. Hughes? Yep. And one more. Uh, and it wasn't Besser. Yeah, and this guy was also, he never ended up playing because he was injured. So we got another guy. Well, he didn't end up playing because he was hurt? Yeah. But he was, still uh, was it Miller? It was Markstrom. Oh, okay. I don't remember any many of these all-star games. Okay, well, I'm going to start naming them out for you then. 2019, uh, that was Pedersen's first All-Star game. Okay. Also, dark days for the Canucks. 2018. I know Besser, Besser right? He won the MVP. Yeah. I know that. I watched that one. Only Canuck in, uh, in NHL history to win the All-Star MVP. But he did not play like an MVP tonight. Um, Before that, you had Daniel Sedin in 2016. They're getting pretty old. Also, dark days for the Canucks throw him in there. 2015, <laughs> they had Radim Verbata. Do you remember when he made the all-star team? <laughs> I I don't remember him making an all-star team, though. <laughs> I believe that was when they went back to uh, 
every team has to have a guy and it was pretty dark days. No one was putting up a lot of points. <laughs> throw Verbata hey, in there. Hey, they made the playoffs that year, though. Did they only have Verbata for one season? They had him for two seasons, and he played really good his first year, and then he played really bad his second year, and they didn't even end up trading him at the deadline. <laughs> they just kept him, even though they missed the playoffs. And they didn't trade Dan Hamhuis that year at the deadline either, even <laughs> though they were missing the playoffs. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Another couple of Jim Betty master classes. They didn't have any... I believe one of these years would have been the lockout, but they didn't have anyone for 2014 or 13. 2012, they had that was a, I remember watching this one. They had Edler and the Sedins. Yeah. Three. 2011, they had a full lineup too. They had the Sedins, Kessler, and Vigneault as the coach. Yeah. 2010, they had no all stars. Where the hell's Luongo? Luongo is he only had three all star appearances with the Canucks, and one of them he was injured, so he didn't play. So in 2009, hmm. he was their only all star. In 2008, he was supposed to be their all-star, but he got injured, so Henrik subbed in. And then 2007, he was their all-star. Okay. And I'm sure, I'm sure with Florida, he had an appearance or two. Yeah, nothing too notable. I think the most ever is Burry with Devin, I believe. One of the years he was injured, too, so they put in McGillney. Linden was all-star a couple times in the uh, in the early 90s, 91 and 92. They had Linden in there. Same as McLean, had a couple of appearances. John Garrett, okay. that's a classic. Yeah, I was going to say John Garrett, right? He filled in or whatever. Yeah, back in 1983, Richard Verdeur was supposed to go. They threw in the backup Garrett. Uh, nothing too too notable. First, did, what time. about the what about the Naslin teams? Did they ever did uh like how many did they have? Yeah, they had pretty good turnouts too. So Naslin, so 1999, you had Naslin and Olin went. Yeah, two thousand. Olin made an All Star team. Yeah, I think that would have been that wouldn't have been his rookie year, I don't think, right? That would no, have been I don't think third, so. I don't know. We made an all star team. Second season, actually. Yes, yeah, so the second season you had Matias Olin. Uh two thousand, they just had Mark Messier go. Still dark days. Then two thousand one, <laughs> West Coast Express started taking off. They had Jovanovsky and Naslin. Two thousand two, mm-hmm. Jovanovsky Naslin. Two thousand three, that's when all the big dogs came out. They had Jovanovsky, Bertuzzi, and Naslin, and they had Mark Crawford as a coach. Oh and yeah. Then, 2004, they also had Naslin and Bertuzzi, Mark Crawford in the coaching, and then nothing for a couple seasons. Yeah. Yep. Brock Besser had uh, has their only MVP. Dropped the ball today. Patterson's got a few appearances now. He's got, what, three? Four. He's got four under his belt. He that, might, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, he might make a run for Bray 7. Do you have that's a favorite good. Canucks uh, All-Star memory? Favorite Canucks All-Star memory? Uh, yeah, I guess Besser won in the MVP. I watched that All Star game. It was pretty cool when he, when he won the MVP there. So I'll go with that one. Yeah, I can respect that. Canucks uh, uh, game this week. They're back playing. They start playing on Tuesday. Do you know their schedule by heart? Uh, I know they play Carolina first when they go back, and I think they play a couple pretty good teams on the road. Can't remember who. I know they start with Carolina. Yeah, so they play Carolina Tuesday. They play Boston Thursday. That'll be a tough one. Red Wings Saturday. These are all on the road too, aren't they? And Washington Sunday still on the road. And then they close off their road trip in Chicago against the Blackhawks next Tuesday. So that's a, what is that? Six games? Five game. Five game road trip right back after All-Star break. How did they do? Good. Still waiting for that slide for them to go on. They haven't went a slide yet. They play, so who do they play? Carolina, Boston, Detroit, Washington, Chicago? Mm-hmm. And they have... Uh, they play back to back against Detroit and 
Washington next weekend too. So that'll probably I'll, be just a little stretch. I'll say they go three and two. I'll say they lose one of the Carolina and Boston games, and then they lose one of the back-to-back games, and then they beat Chicago. That's my guess. Yeah, I'm Skippy. Do you think we're seeing a? Because there's some solid teams. Carolina and Boston's playing well this year. I think Detroit and Washington are both in the playoff hunt. Are we seeing a, a yeah. preview of a potential Stanley Cup series here? Um, maybe Carolina, Boston. Uh, maybe you never know. You never know. Never, never know. Um. Okay, big dogs. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um. Anything else I want to talk about? Ah, not really. Uh. What do you think? What do you think Canucks are going to make some more moves here before the deadline, or what? Oh, for sure. With Jimmy Rutherford and Patrick Alvin making the calls, for sure they're going to make some moves. I you think hope. They're gonna... Oh yeah. Where do you go? What do you think? I hope they get Chris Tanner just because my heart wants to see Chris Tanner back in there. But I think if they wanted him, the logical thing to do would be wait till the off season and just sign him for free. And you're probably going to, you're probably going to have a different looking decor. They're not going to keep everyone. And if you yeah. did want to bring him in, bring him in, bring him in next year on a cheap contract. Yeah. But um, I would like to see them if they really want to make a push trade, trade Myers somewhere to free up some cap space. And maybe get an asset, and if you can get kind of at a reasonable price, not trading a first, if you can trade a a second, so, sure, get kind of. But I don't know. I don't think they need to do a lot. I wouldn't mind seeing. I wouldn't mind seeing another top six guy. That's I wouldn't mind seeing Frank Vitrano in there. What do you think they'd have to get up, give up to get if, at him? If I'm not mistaken, you were not liking getting Frank Vitrano when we talked about this before because he's not a centerman. Is that correct? That is 100% correct. But I watched him play in this All-Star game. Two goals, <laughs> sign me up. Yeah, he'd be a nice addition. They could still use uh, some more wing- some more wingers and stuff, right? If they got PD and Lindholm on the first line and then Millsy and Besser on the second line, they're kind of just using other guys to fill in with them. So, yeah. Yeah, they could I think they I think they'll add another forward. Even yeah. even a like a guy with some playoff experience in a bottom six role or something. I think they'll add another forward between now and the deadline. Yeah, I think that'd probably be that's probably the highest priority. Defense looks yeah. solid, and the yeah, they're decor. They could add like a they could add a depth defenseman if they want, but like it wouldn't make sense getting Tanov unless they move out one of their guys, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would like to see him. I think they'll for sure get, yeah, even just like a bottom six guy with some a lot of playoff experience or something. Uh, another forward for sure. Yeah, I'd really like to see Phil Castle. I've been beating that drum forever. Get Phil Castle. You can. Listen to this. You can try him out with Besser and JT just for the fun. You have an All-American line. First line, you can go Pedersen, Lindholm, Hoaglander, all Swedish line. Now, that sounds fun to me. It might not make sense, but uh, keep the uh, keep the countrymen together. That's what I say. Who do you want to, who do you want to see uh, with Lindholm? What do you want their lines to be going forward with what they got right now? My dream is to have the lotto line going berserk, obviously. Okay. They switched it up recently, but have the lotto line go in berserk and then do Lindholm probably with Hoaglander and Mikheyev right now. But get Cast- once Castle's in there, everything's going to be changed, I think. Uh, you think they're getting Castle? <laughs> no, I haven't heard anything about it. It's real, but I really want them to get Castle. And they have they have the Penguins connection. Rutherford and Albion are always getting the former Penguins. And I just yeah. love Phil Castle. Bring him in there if you're going to go. <laughs> Okay, right. sure. He'll come in on a minimum deal. You don't have to give up any assets. Can't hurt you. Yeah, it's no risk. Low risk. Uh, I don't know if it's a high reward. Low risk, medium reward. Maybe he's a solid guy. You can just fill in there and be uh, I don't know. 
Kind yeah, of. Be, put him on the power play, eh? Yeah, throw him on the power play. Does Lindholm yeah. play power play? Yeah, he'll probably, I imagine, because right now they got Pew Suter on their top power play unit because they weren't playing Kuzi right. on there before. So I imagine he'd just slot in there. He, yeah. He's a, he'll play penalty kill. He'll automatically become the Canucks' best forward penalty killer, too. And he's also, right. he is good at face-offs. I think he's like 55 or 56% this year. And he's a right-shot centerman. He's our only... He's their only right shot centerman, I think. So, do you think if you had to, if you had to bet your life on it right now, guns held to your head, do they end up resigning him? Oh, it's gonna be tough. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, it would lead to no. Oh, yeah. If you two think I PD and Hronik and then the, all their other UFAs, it's gonna be really tough. Like super tough. The only way they would do it probably is if they trade PD. I would think because I don't know how they're gonna get they're gonna get the money. That is a good insurance policy, though, if you end up, if somehow Pedersen is being a bit of a strange cat and says, you know what, I don't want to stick around here, and they do have to move him, that is nice that you have another um, another legit top six guy to slot in there and just pay him yeah. instead yeah. and get some assets for PD. Yeah, it's good stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. I think it really depends on how he plays. Yeah, I, I think he's going to play really good because I don't think he needs a – from what I'm hearing and stuff, I don't think he needs a lot of, he doesn't need a puck on a stick all the time. He's not a high maintenance player. Like uh, when the range, I seen a comparison in the Rangers last year and they got Tara Sanko and Patrick Kane and they went for the, to go get the cup, right? And they lost in the first round. Mm-hmm. The Devils, I think. They got a whole bunch of guys that are like star players, but they all need the puck on their stick. So it didn't really work. But Lindholm's like super low maintenance. He can be like, he can play behind like PD and stuff in the power play. And then he can do so many little de- details really well and stuff, win face-offs and shut down the other players' best players, the other team's best players. And, yes, yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be a, a really good fit. Yeah, the Canucks are looking uh, pretty good. I'm excited to see what they can do after this All-Star break. And, yeah, I'm excited. You and me, uh, should, you and me yeah. both, Buster. Uh, I can't wait to see, <laughs> see how Lindholm plays. And next mm-hmm. week you want to do a uh, this is the All Star special. Next week let's do an Olympic special. The Olympics oh, just yeah. got announced. Twenty twenty six. There's going to be NHL players in the Olympics. Let's go through the roster and see uh, which Canucks make the cut. Yeah, Team America. Canucks will be all over Team America there. Sounds good to me. All right, I'll see you next weekend, big dog. All right, see you, soldier. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Banderson Canucks Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And please tune in again next week, either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, for the next installment of the podcast. Thanks again for listening. Have a good week.